This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is an online platform that helps you find a therapist that will match your needs. BetterHelp offers live video chats, um, open discussion conversations with real therapists in real time if that's what you need. I personally love it and have used it now for almost two years. I would really recommend if you need someone to talk to that is not in your family or your friend circle (laughs) that you reach out to betterhelp.com and you will receive 10% off if you use my code BGP. So again, that's betterhelp.com slash BGP to find the right online counselor for you. Hi, welcome to Big Girl Pants Podcast, where we talk about health, wellness, careers, parenting, relationships, and everything in between. I am your host, April Melton. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Well, um, welcome back to Big Girl Pants Podcast. Uh, I'm April, obviously your host. And today we have David, your last name Rodriguez, right? Okay, David Rodriguez. And today we're going to be talking about credit, everything credit and why it's important. So for everyone who's listening or watching, uh, I want you to introduce yourself, tell a little bit about yourself and what you do and why it's relevant for you to come on today and talk about credit. Absolutely. Number one, thanks for inviting me on. Of course. This is uh, super exciting. Um, Again, my name is David Rodriguez. I work for a company called The Phoenix Group. Mm -hmm. We're out of Richardson. P-H-E-N-I-X. No No O. O. That's right. Yeah, and and I provide credit restoration service for the mortgage industry. I'm a credit expert. Um, I work hand-in-hand with real estate agents, loan officers pretty much across the country, and when they have clients that are having trouble qualifying, that's where I step in, Um, whether it's low credit scores, um, DTI, concerned debt to income issues, um, student loan issues, mm-hmm. anything that could be holding this person back from be- becoming a homeowner, it's my job to step in and figure it out. So, um, you know, we've heard of credit repair, um, and yeah, we've heard that it's a sham, Yeah, you know, right. Yeah. It doesn't have the best reputation. And one of our goals as a company is to change that. Um, we, we have a very high level of integrity. We have a very high standard for, for ourselves, um, and our reputation and, uh, it's working out very well. Yeah. So I actually, um, and this is, this actually happened way before this episode, but I worked with, um, Joe, which is the CEO founder of the Phoenix group. Is that right? Yeah. So I worked with Joe because my credit was shit and in the toilet. And from there he helped me. And there was a lot of like, um, not like gray area, but you know, when you go in and you're like, okay, my credit is shit because my finances are shit. Like, you know, typically people who have maybe a less than um, buttoned down mm-hmm. <laughs> financial uh, portfolio, their credit is usually trash. What a beautiful way to put it, by I the I know, way. right? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm shit with money. <laughs> That's why my credit sucked. But it's, I don't think it's like intentional, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's like, um, especially for me, I'm a woman and I've talked to other women who are similar to me. I was a single mom. I was married before and my husband and I had a pretty good credit together, but then we went through a divorce, right? So then I leave the marriage and I'm making like less than $40,000 a year. I also have a child and I'm trying to manage like keeping my head above water and like managing my finances and, you know, um, trying to do it all right. Life happened. Life happened. And like, you know, you have credit cards and Mm -hmm. then you like, 
for me, I'll tell you my thought process is just like, well, if I have any money on these credit cards, I can buy Chloe lunch at Chick-fil-A and not have to worry about cooking or cleaning or anything else. And then it just starts to snowball from there, right? And then you're like, holy shit, my credit score is in the low fives and what the fuck? Like, I feel like a piece of shit human. Well, you know, (laughs) and like I said, life happens and it happens to everyone at some point. And unfortunately... We've all been there at some point in our lives where we're sitting down at the end of the month wondering who's getting paid and who's not. Yeah. You got to make those decisions. You like throw the bills up in the air, whichever one falls first. Who cares about my credit score? You know, I need food on the table, gas in the car, roof over the head. Right. You know, Um, and sometimes once that happens, uh, you can go down two paths. You can either stay in that mentality of, you know what, I'll never, I'll pay cash for everything um, and kind of head in the sand type of deal or, you know, eventually it comes back around and it's like, man, I've got to get this fixed. Right. So, and that's where I was too, because I, so eventually I met my now husband and I was like, you know, he had brought up the conversation pretty early in our relationship and he was like, I have perfect credit. He's like, what's your credit score? It's a, it's a relationship qualifier now. It really is. And like, you feel so vulnerable and exposed when you talk about if you have bad credit. So I was like, okay, I need to get my shit together. I need to fix it. And it's funny because another friend of mine said the same thing. She was like, I eventually want to buy a house and I just had a baby and I just got engaged and I want to make sure that I'm buttoned up and doing everything from my end and presenting the best package, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Both me and my credit score um, to him. So I called Joe on based on a recommendation from his brother Mm -hmm. and we started talking and there was like so much thing, so many things from like when I was married and then my ex-husband... Not to air his dirty laundry because it's our dirty laundry. Mm-hmm. Um, he was an independent contractor. He was a 1099 for a long time. Mm. And then he kind of let his taxes accrue, sure. right? Sure. And then maybe didn't pay those off. Or in his case, he uh, his banking information changed. And the, he didn't update the IRS. Mm-hmm. So the IRS was like, Where'd say, you go? say bro, yeah. we're about to put a tax lien on you mm-hmm. for X amount of dollars. I won't say that. But it was a very large percentage. And mm-hmm. I'm over here making like... 40k a year freaking out because I just get a call from the IRS that I have a tax lien for a lot of money mm-hmm. and I'm like holy shit like what, what never is be that? able to pay that never mm-hmm. it was like under a hundred grand but you know yeah never <laughs> we, we make 40 a year we spend 39 oh yeah. right? I probably spent more yeah right 45 <laughs> right <laughs> yeah so. so like take us through I mean, outside of uh, like, because I mean, I know that you're helping people who are potentially looking to buy a home, sure. but you can help all types of people who want to fix their credit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, as a company, we consider ourselves somewhat of a boutique service. That's our bread and butter, sure. right? Mortgage, helping right. people become homeowners. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, if anybody's looking for what I call buying power, right? Buying a lot power. of people, they, they call me up and, and I'm like, okay, what, what are you looking for? They're like, well, I want a 700 credit score. And I just kind of laughed at myself. Ha ha ha. Um, everybody wants that hop in the bus. Yeah. Um, but when I do an analysis, um, sometimes it's, it, I've got to take a different approach. It's not about, you know, how high can I get this per- person's credit score? Um, it's about what do I got to do to stop the bleeding? Right. They're bleeding out on their credit report. Yeah. And so we got to come up with a game plan to stop that and get them back to a position where they can rebuild and grow over time. Sure. Um, but essentially, it, it doesn't matter what you're looking for. People ask, what's a, what's a good credit score? Any idea? No, I don't know. Approved. <laughs> 
I mean, yeah, basically. Right. Right. So you don't have to have. No matter where you go. Yeah. You don't right. have to have 700 credit or uh, 800 credit score to get approved for things. Right. All you got to do is show responsibility and. Financial responsibility. Absolutely. Pay your bills on time. Yeah. Not carry a huge balance on your credit cards. Yeah. What are some, what are some things that you would think, okay. We'll use me as an example. Sure. Okay, so for me, I had some medical bills. Mm -hmm. I had, uh, I didn't really have that much credit card debt, which was mm -hmm. nice because everything that was in my name was in my name. And then everything that was in my husband's name was in my husband's name. Mm -hmm. So he had a credit card. I had credit cards. My credit card debt didn't exceed three grand because I didn't have a good enough credit score to get a high mm -hmm. limit credit card, which is a blessing in disguise, right? Can be. Huge. Mm -hmm. For me at the Absolutely. time, right, because I didn't rack up 10 grand in credit card debt. Sure. I wasn't drowning in credit card debt, but I did have student loans that were defaulted. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think that was it. Just medical bills, student loans, defaulted sure. student loans, winning, and <laughs> a little bit of credit card debt. Yep. Yeah. And late pays. Um, I if, guess the default. Yeah. yeah. If your credit cards went, went to default. My, my, I always paid yeah. my credit cards, but I was only making minimum payments. Okay. And so they yeah. were like max. Yeah. And, and you know, late pays, exactly what you said. Yeah. Typically when I look at a credit report, it's late payments, uh, collections, charge-offs, um, a lot of cases defaulted student loans. Yeah. Um, which is, a, I mean, we could talk all day about that. Um, might save it for another one. Right. Um, oh, they're bullshit. Total bullshit. I mean, yeah. <laughs> right. Yes, that. that. Yeah. Um, and it, it's it's one of those things where where people look at their own credit and they typically see two numbers. They see the credit score that they have and they're like, man, that sucks. And then they look at the debt that they have and they add it all up and they're like, man, that sucks, too. It's so overwhelming. Yeah. And, and it's it's frustrating because as consumers, if we want answers in this day and age, we go to Google, right? Oh, for sure. And we start searching and how do I fix my credit and how do I, you know, take care of this or that and the other. And unfortunately, in my experience, and just so you know, I've been doing this for 11 years now. I'm not a rookie anymore. Yeah. Um, there's a reason I carry the title credit expert. And, and what I found is that there are a lot of good people out there with good intentions that want to be helpful, want to provide information, but they just don't know. They yes. just don't understand this stuff. Right. And so they're giving bad advice. Yeah. Um, and I think if we understood it more, we probably wouldn't end up in the situation that we're in. My sole goal in life. Right. <laughs> Let me educate all of you fools about some credit. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I, I, I'm in a, a, a unique position because there is not a class that you can take. No. There's not a book you can read, not a blog that you can follow that really understands the way credit works. Right. And so... You know, being that I've done this for over a decade, I, I've I've got a little bit of knowledge, I guess. Yeah. And so I feel that if I mean, don't get me wrong, I go to work to make money and and do provide a good living and and lifestyle for my kids. But but to be the, fair, you have limitless opportunities to assist people that have bad credit because again, there's a lack of education. Absolutely. Right. And, and so that being said, I feel that if I want to be a massive getter. I got to be a massive giver. giver yeah, for sure. And so be a go giver, go giver. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I, I read that book. It's awesome. It is awesome. Um, but you know, when I first heard about that book, interesting little side note, um, when I first heard about that book, I was like a go giver. That's actually from another book called outwitting the devil by Napoleon Hill. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it stays on my playlist. Um, yeah, your it, audiobooks. Yeah, yeah, since like 2012. Me too. Yeah. Just play that shit over and over. Over and over and over. <laughs> it's great. It, so people, if you never heard of it, Napoleon Hill, yeah. Outwitting the Devil, it's yeah. a game changer. 
Um, but but yeah, you know, so I feel that that one of the missions is to you know provide this knowledge and and give some ed, uh, some information because as we were talking about before we started this, um, financial illiteracy and not understanding credit it's is it's an epidemic. But it's an epidemic because our parents don't know. Well, <laughs> our parents don't know because the people who do know the powers that be, right? Mm-hmm. It's much easier to control a society that is ignorant. Sure. And if you don't have the education that they have, they can have control over you. Sure. That's meta, right? Like Absolutely. That's big picture. Mm-hmm. But I think the beauty of the internet, which any, anybody can say, you know, sure, there's like terrible things on the internet. There are terrible things on the internet, but there are also really good educational tools on the internet. Like, Where's your mindset and what are you looking for? Yeah, you and know? like what, like... Dave Ramsey is a cool example, but like not everybody has the ability to save like that. And like, even if they did, maybe they don't want to. Like, that's something that I'm realizing too, as I get older is like, what are your priorities? What's important to you? Are fancy dinners important to you? Mm -hmm. If that brings you joy and that's something that you need in your life, you can make sacrifices elsewhere to enjoy those fancy dinners. Bacon lobster every day, baby. Bro, who doesn't (laughs) want to eat that shit? I want to eat that shit every day. Okay. Me and my husband just had this conversation this morning. But, like, aside from that, the Internet is an amazing place. So you can learn. Like, my husband has basically self-taught himself investing since 2020, since Mm -hmm. the pandemic. Mm -hmm. He was like, I've been into fitness. I've been into all these things. You know, I have really good credit. I want to take it to the next step. So he's Mm self-educating. And it's like, from there, you. I think the ruling class or the very rich and influential people who have the majority of the wealth, right? The Mm -hmm. 1%, the one who, the ones who buy real estate, the ones who invest, the ones that have like so much money. I think they don't realize that like more and more people are less and are removing the wool, Mm -hmm. right? They're like, fuck this. I don't want to fucking live my life like this anymore. Like, I don't want to just keep, I don't want to feel like a hamster on the wheel. Like just keep chasing my tail and doing whatever. Like I want to do better. And from an earlier and earlier age, it's kind of like you said, the school that's teaching students, the STEM schools that are teaching students to come out of high school and get jobs and basically start life the way we did like in the Mm fifties when they could go to high school and then exit high school and get a job and buy a home and all of those things. Like more and more opportunities like that are going to open up and then they're going to maybe not like a caste system, right? Mm -hmm. But like how Europe does it where you have like three different high schools or you have an education, you have a a collegiate mm-hmm. path, you have a trade path, and then you mm-hmm. have like, you know, whatever else you want to do. Yeah. But- and I've got, and I've got three kids and they're all teenagers. One's in seventh grade, one's in 10th, one's in 11th. So I'm gonna have a senior next year. Don't talk about that. Um, <laughs> Congratulations. Right. Thanks. <laughs> um, we're on the downward, downward hill now. Um, but I was, I was talking to one of the administrators and, um, picking their brain and asking them about this. And he, you know, shined a lot of light on it. And he told me, well, you know, we start in seventh grade with a career path. They, we sit down with the students and and parents and we say, what do you want to do? Right. And depending on what that is, they have different sections of, of criteria, uh, curriculum that they can follow. And if they stick to that plan all throughout school until they graduate, when they do graduate, they're employable. And, uh, phenomenal, you know, it's probably, why would we not want a system like that? Right. You know, you know, um, and again, going back to student loan debt, if you're employable at a fantastic trade, I mean, they've got, they've got students that are going to graduate this year that are employable for EMTs. Uh, they got students. That is incredible. Right. 
yeah, they've been taking classes for this the whole time. And they've also got, you know, where they can go straight into video production, podcast, technology, and they're employable at, at 18, 19 years old. So crazy. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> my neighbor, my uh, neighbor's if daughter. If only, right? Dude. Right. We're, we're, all of us. Right. If only. So at least we, at least there is, you know, in all this. There's hope. Horrible sure. stuff that we've been experiencing over the past, you know, however long. Um, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. For, for sure. sure. And, uh, you know, take that. Yeah. Take <laughs> run it, run with it. With it. Yeah. yeah. And then teach more and more cities and more and more school mm-hmm. districts how to do it. Yeah. Why would we not do that? That's the pandemic that needs to spread. Exactly. That's the epidemic that needs to happen to this country. No kidding. (laughs) And it is. Um, You know, there's a lot of doom and gloom out there. But uh, if all you want to look at is doom and gloom, that's all you're going to find. For sure. So Yeah. Perception is reality. Mm -hmm. If you think everything's terrible, then it's terrible. It is. Whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. One of my right. Fa- it, I mean, it's. <laughs> I, I think that that is my quote on Facebook. That's my favorite. Or it might be another one. Uh, the man who does more than he is paid will soon be paid for more than he does. Mm. Right. Heard that. Napoleon Hill. Oh yeah, my man. Good again. Yeah. Um. So, I can't remember. Oh, my neighbor. Her mm. daughter is 18. Had a little girl when she was 13. Got pregnant at 13. Wow. She's a YouTuber now. She has 1.7 million followers, subscribers. So she makes money. And her boyfriend taught himself how to code and works for Facebook. He's 20. Hmm. Like, those are the types of people. Those are the types of things that we need to encourage, right? Imagine if that girl got pregnant at 13 and her parents, like, shunned her or made her leave or whatever. But instead, like... I'm not encouraging anybody getting pregnant at 13 just for a disclaimer. But, like, imagine how different her life would be. Now she's 18 years old. She's responsible. She's a mom. Like, she's legit. Mm -hmm. About to go buy a house based on YouTube. It's awesome. Like, our world is changing drastically. It's not going to be this. And it's so funny because I'm in recruiting and staffing. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not going to be this go to college, get a job. Based on your degree and your networking, it's about like your your ability to diversify, educate yourself, and how scrappy you are. Yeah. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you want to do? You can do whatever you want. Yeah, for sure. I mean, get a side hustle and then, you know, pay 500 bucks, get an LLC, start your own company. Do whatever you want. Like, it's so cool. Yeah. But anyway, so... Back to credit. Obviously, you're going to help people who want to buy a home, mm-hmm. which a lot of people then start to reevaluate, right? Because they get into to, into a position where they're like, mm-hmm. you know, I think we want to buy a house. Yeah. We've been living in an apartment for X amount of years, right? Like I want to own or mm-hmm. I've been renting a house mm-hmm. and I want to own. So we can use me as an example again. Like let's say I come to you. What is your first, I guess... What are your some of the questions, some of the pre-qualifiers to make sure that it's good for me to work with you? I mean, how, do you want it? That's that's my question. I mean, I can say I right? want it. Yeah. But. <laughs> yeah. I mean. I have to show you that I want it too. So, and, and the reason I say that is because there is nobody that I can't help other okay. than the people that don't want it. Okay. Even if, you know, our program isn't a fit, um, I'm I'm still going to help them. Sure. Because I'm going to give them a, a, a path. This yeah. is what you need to be doing on your own. Yeah. Um, to if you really what want to get past this. What are some of those this, things that you would tell people well, to do on their own? Let's n- say they didn't one, qualify. Number one is you got to be current. You can't be late on any. I mean, if you're 60 days past due on your credit cards and your and your your car payment. Okay. 
I mean, what's the point of worrying about your I'm credit? I'm amazed you still you, have a car. Yeah. I mean, you need to worry about your money first. And I hate that, that it comes down to that. But if you're not financially stable, you don't need to worry about your credit. Okay. There's a different path for you. Sure. Let's get your money right. Okay. Right? Let's look at our budget. What okay. are we spending on? Okay. Um, once you get that under control. And, and you, you talked about Dave Ramsey. Um, and I want to touch on that real briefly because, as you mentioned, he, he's got some good ideas. I love his snowball method for paying down credit. Phenomenal. Or, uh, it, paying it, down it, your it shit, your debt, right? It works. I've adapted that to um, in my process to help people pay down that debt that is a meaningful way to protect their credit at the same time. Oh, okay. Um, but other than that, it's like nobody wants to save money for 10, 15 years and then blow it all in one go. No. You know, there's no reason to do that. When that would you, just break my soul. Right. If I say like 400 grand and just put it down on the house, granted, you wouldn't have the the weight that mm-hmm. is a mortgage, but still, you would just have spent 400 grand. Nothing makes me happier than watching my bank account grow. For sure. I mean, other than kids and family, right? I'm talking no, superficial nah, bro. stuff. Nothing um, else makes me happier, okay? Let's be serious. Right. I love my child. That's a different kind of love. You right. know what I'm saying? Absolutely. <laughs> and because it's a sense of accomplishment, it's a sense of, uh, you know, look at look at the good that I'm doing. I'm able you to- feel like you have your shit together when your bank account is growing. Yeah. You're like I mean, fucking adulting wait, wait like till you a hit champ. That, wait till you hit that next digit. Bruh. You know? Let me it, get them it, double digits. Let me get them triple digits. Right. What's I want, up, I want, bro? I want minimum of five. Right. You know, five digits in the bank account. Right. Um, That's it, a lot. If it gets below that, start to get nervous. Right. You know, you should have that that mentality in some some regards. But, um, you know, it, it, it's it's easy to say, save all this money. Don't buy it unless you can pay cash when you're sitting on a mountain of money. Here's a, exactly. And, and, we're, it's and very we're not easy. those people. It's very easy to say, save, save, save. Without and and for me, I'm not like um, I don't need instant gratification, but I do need rewards when I hit certain mm-hmm. goals. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you paid off your ten thousand dollar credit card, I get to go buy a nice dinner that I want, or I hit, sure. I paid off my five thousand dollars in debt. I'm gonna go treat myself to a pedicure, right? Like, I mean, just like with dieting, right? You, or yes. exercise, yes. you know, you've hit a goal. Okay, now it's time to go and <laughs> celebrate Celebrate up. that. You need to have those personal victories. Yes. Um, the same and I think s- that Dave Ramsey's very unrealistic when it comes to, to things like that because mm-hmm. some people can do rice and beans for two years while That's, they pay off their debt. You know what? We're on the wavelength right I now cannot. because that is something that I tell my clients. Look, you pay them people. If this month is rice and beans and ramen noodles, it's rice and beans and ramen noodles. This month. Yeah. Well, and then to, after yeah, that, you to, know what I to mean? To pay the people. Yeah. You know, um, and, you know, full circle, kind of getting back to, to the credit world. Um, I mean, yeah, get your money right. If, if you're okay and you're stable and you're able to pay your bills on time, then we can come up with a game plan. Yeah. Um, uh, some of the questions that I that I'll ask is well, obviously, what's on your credit? What are you dealing with? And uh, it, like I said, it's late payments, it's collections, charge offs, bankruptcies, whatever. Well, and obviously, uh, when someone starts to work with you, you guys are going to do a credit check so you can see what's mm-hmm. going on, right? Yeah. Like you want to see their full credit report. Yeah, I'm going to do a full analysis. Because I'll be like, uh, nothing, I don't have anything. You're mm-hmm. like, bro, you okay. got all kinds no, of shit. <laughs> that's cool. Tell me, tell me whatever you want. The credit report will not lie. Right. It'll tell <laughs> it me everything. Lie. And and it's u- very unique. You know, when I look at a credit report now, in the beginning. 
and and unfortunately, this is something within the the industry that you still run into. You have these credit specialists, so to speak. Yeah. Um, there's a reason I don't use that term because if I had no experience and I went and got hired by a credit repair company, they would call me as credit specialist on day one. Mm-hmm. I'm basically a salesman pushing a product that I know nothing about. Yeah. And when they break down a credit report, it's like, okay, this is good, this is bad, this is good. And this is bad. Right. Well, well, no shit. Yeah. I know it's good and I bad. I could have looked at that and said that. Right. Right. So when when I do an analysis, <laughs> tell me something I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I know it's bad. What are we going to do about it? Right. Where, where's the solutions? Um, and when I look at a credit report and I do an analysis, I see a story, and it it doesn't lie. It it tells me, you know what, 2018, 19 might not have been your best year. Looked a little rough. But and finance companies, when you go and and like buy a house or get approved for anything, there is an underwriter who is basically the judge, jury, and executioner of everything. Yeah, yeah. And they're they are the decision maker, and they're going to look at your file. And it's okay to have bad stuff on your credit. Right. I mean, sure, it pisses us off, and we wish it wasn't there. Sure. But at the end of the day, when when I look at a credit report, and it's like, okay, you had a bad rough patch. What did you do after that? Right. Did you stay in that hole? And just continue to not pay anybody and get new collections and and late on everything? Or did you bounce back and start to reestablish yourself, showing good on-time payments, um, showing good proper management of credit cards? And and when you do that, it's okay. Yeah. You you can go and get approved for things. You don't have to have a a crystal clear, um, perfect credit report to be able to do that. It's all about what have you done for me lately. Right. So one of the reasons that, and people don't understand this, you know, bankruptcy verbiage when when a bankruptcy it, you could wipe out $400,000 worth of debt right 200,000 in a mortgage $100,000 worth of vehicles $100,000 worth of credit cards and when that bankruptcy verbiage hits your credit report you're probably going to lose somewhere between 25 and 40 points mm. but let's say that somebody's at a 750 and they just whatever forgot to make a, a $25 minimum payment on a credit card when that late payment hits because you missed that $25 payment you're going to lose somewhere between 100 and 200 points. It is the absolute worst thing. Um, it is the most devastating thing that can ever happen to your credit, worse than any repos- – you could get a $100,000 vehicle repossessed. and and it's The not- late payments are that – It's the worst. So let's think about this. Um, if it Because if you miss a $25 payment, it's not the money. We, we blow $25 at the gas station it's stopping for bullshit. It's your ability to pay shit on time and be responsible. You didn't take it serious enough. Right. Right. So if you didn't take the $25 payment serious enough, you're coming to me and asking me for a $400,000 loan to buy a house. Exactly. I'm not very comfortable. Right. So you're going to be penalized. Your credit report is a record of your history. As you said, your ability to pay people and and stick to an agreement mm-hmm. that you signed. So like installment loans, your auto loan, your personal loan, student loans, um, anything that has a payoff date eventually is an installment. And people talk about, well, should I just pay it off early? No, you shouldn't. Stick to the agreement. Now, I mean, that being said, there's circumstances sure. where it could be beneficial, sure. um, but people don't realize. But I think it, credit is more just about your, like you said, like you signed an agreement. You said you were going to make X amount of payments for five years. Mm-hmm. You bought, you got a car. You said you were going to do 72 months. Like right. you need to do that 72 months. You need to pay them on time. Yeah. And uh, well, that's all they expect. That's mm-hmm. all they expect. They don't expect anything more. Okay. And and people are like, well, you know, it'll be good if I show that I paid this off. Right. Who's it gonna? Sh- who, who to who? Good to whom? Right. Yeah. Um, it, when it, when you close out an installment loan, 
your score drops. Right. Because it's all about payment history. Payment yeah. history is the biggest factor of what influences credit. Your ability to pay on time, over time. Right. And so, you know, if you've got four years in on this vehicle that's a, you know, five, six-year loan, and then all of a sudden you close it out, well, you just lost four years of payment, a perfect payment history. Mm. That's why your score drops. You know, yeah, my score dropped after we paid off my car. Mm-hmm. But my husband doesn't like debt, so yeah. yeah. I mean, it's so debt and credit they work together. But when you're talking about the bad stuff on your on your, like I told you earlier, people look at their credit report and they see two numbers: the debt that they owe mm-hmm. and the credit score. And they think, well, if I pay off this debt, my credit score will go, go up. up. And that's not how it works. Right? They co they work together, but the reality is. It's not the the dollar amount that's hurting your credit. It's just the fact that it went to collection or charge off status in the first place. So there's nothing you could do after the fact that is going to change that. So unfortunately, I've seen it many times where people come to me, I look at their credit report and they owe nobody. They paid off everything. Okay. But they still got, you know, 10, 15 collections on there and their scores are still in the high 500s, low sixes. Yeah. And they're like, well, I don't get it. I paid off everybody. But you paid them off after the fact. You didn't stick to the original agreement. And so when somebody liquidates and pays off a collection, if it's not going to be removed, then what's going to happen is that creditor is forced to update the credit, the account, right? We have to show a zero balance now. And then when that hits your credit report. But I will show that you settled in collections. Well, settled doesn't, settled, paid in full doesn't really matter because, again, you didn't stick to the original agreement. Agreement. That's the problem. So when you pay that off and it updates... It essentially looks like a brand new collection or charge off for zero dollars, but it happened today. Zero dollar collection, ten thousand dollar collection, the dollar amount has no impact. Okay. So it it's the same. So if you go and update every single one of your collections, well, your score's gonna drop. Right. Now, don't get me wrong, you've gotta be strategic when you're paying off bad debt. Okay. Some things will help you. Okay. Some things what will What will help you? So in particular, when you've got credit card charge offs. This looks like I'm drinking a beer. I'm drinking water, by the way, people. Yeah. And, it, and it's <laughs> we good get water. Hammered. <laughs> That's right. Um, so when you, in particular, credit card charge-offs, not the, not necessarily the collection. So what happens when you, when you miss six payments, 180 days late, okay, consecutively, uh, a credit card will charge off. They close out the account. So I want to be clear on this: charge-off doesn't mean that you don't know it. That's a misconception. People think, oh, they charged it off. Well, yeah, they charged it off because you weren't paying it. Right. But they still own it. You yeah. still owe the debt. Right. And in the state of Texas, anyways, you can, um, there's a four-year statute of limitations where these guys can sue you. People don't realize that. Mm. And so you've got, if you go and pay off your credit card charge-offs strategically, not the collection, that can have a benefit. Okay. Because... It, here's an example. Let's say that you've got one credit card with a $1,000 limit. Okay. You have no balance on it. $1,000 available, right? Sure. And then you have a charge-off credit card with with $1,000 debt on it. Okay. Utilization of credit is 30% of what builds your, your score. It's the second biggest factor. Right. And so having $1,000 uh, of credit card debt on a bad closed account is still credit card debt. Yeah. And so even though you've got $1,000 available on a good open account, your utilization is 100%. Yeah, because your credit is equal to the debt. Yeah. Your credit is equal to what you've used. Yes. Right. Yeah, and so sometimes you'll see people, well, they got, you know, two or three open credit cards, three, $500 a piece, $1,500 total, yeah. total available credit, but then they've got $6,000 worth of 
of credit card debt that's charged off. And they're like, well, you know, I've got these cards. I've been paying them on time. I keep super low balances, but my score sucks. Right. Well, yeah. Because you're at 350% utilization. <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> so in, in some of those cases, now, I'm not telling people to just blindly go and pay off your credit cards. Right. Um, you got to be strategic about it. Some things will help you. Some things won't. Happy to talk with you. Um, <laughs> I'm here <right>? for you. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, if, if it makes sense, then, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about doing it. Yeah. But, but once you pay that off, now... You, you've got your good open accounts that that utilization is going to kick in. Okay. So credit cards are my absolute most favorite account. Okay. Because number one, if you get one today and you take care of it, you can have it for the rest of your life. Yeah. That's building massive payment history. Massive. Right. Forever. I yeah. mean, I, I look at credit reports all the time for older, older people. And, and, uh, sometimes I'll see accounts open from the early nineties, you know, a JC penny card. Right. And it's got like a thousand dollar limit. They're 30 like, eh. years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a gangster. Yeah. I mean, the most you can have reported on a credit report is 99 months. Wow. So, you know, once you get there, that, that is just a massive bo- booster for your credit score. The older an account is, the more power it has sure. with the utilization. Yeah. So again, it, another example, if you've got two credit cards, one is a year old with a $20,000 limit mm-hmm. and it's maxed out, mm-hmm. or you have, and you have a second card that's, you know, 10 years old with a thousand dollar limit and it's maxed out. People think, well, I need to start working on that big, big debt first. And it makes sense. You do. But you're not going to, if you pay off that $20,000 limit first and the older one is still maxed out, yeah, you're not going to get the biggest score jump. Interesting. So if you pay off the older one first, you'll see a bigger jump than paying off the, the larger. Because you have the history there. Because dollars don't matter. It's all percentages and history. Dollars don't matter. They don't. I know. How contradictory <laughs> is that? It's so contradictory. Yeah. I mean, it's again, it's not the debt. It's not the debt that you owe. I mean, people think, my, well, I only got a $300 limit on this credit card. Right. Who cares? You've had it for 10 years. Right. It's a gangster. Right. So, you know. Credit, Leave that OG. So, yeah. So, <laughs> Take care of that I OG. Mean, <laughs> think about this. If you've got $1, you can have 1% of $1. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's a penny. Right. If you've got $1,000, there's 1%. Right. Credit is all about percentages, not actual dollar amounts. And for, so for people who are listening they're like, oh, well, what the hell does all this mean, right? Yeah. Let's say we're coming from scratch. We'll use like a, mm-hmm. we'll use like a, a person that's that's perfect, right? You graduate college. You don't have any college debt. Your parents paid paid your school for you, and then you have your lucky f- bastards. I'm telling you, bro. That must that shit must be real nice. You right. know what I'm saying? I don't know nothing about that. Nope. Um, <laughs> story of my life. You have two credit cards. One of them, your parents helped you to establish. So you've got that 20 years of your parents' credit history Mm -hmm. there. So you come out of college, school's paid for, you have a perfect credit score. Mm -hmm. Then you go to open your own card. Let's say the limit's five grand. Mm -hmm. How much of that five grand, or even that old credit card, how much do you want to utilize so that you don't get into the situation that some people are in right now, that I was in, right? Yeah, no, and this is an absolutely fantastic point you're bringing up. Again, we go to the internet, we've all heard 30% utilization, right? Right. Keep your credit cards at 30%. Right. So think about this. If you keep your credit card at 30% always, right, you're making your payment, but you're keeping a 30% balance on there, um, that credit card company is making percentage 
They're making interest. Right. If I pay my credit card. They charge card, you for a balance. Right. That's what credit cards charge you for. Yeah. They, if any if balance carried balance, over. Right. Yeah. They're charging interest and on that. And for everybody listening, if you don't understand that, so like that's the reason why you have to search and shop interest mm-hmm. rates on your credit cards. Because like when I first started out, I'll be honest, I didn't understand shit about shit. Mm-hmm. So like I get a credit card and it has 24% interest. That 24% interest is carried on my balance. So, like, if I had a balance of $500, they're charging me $500 plus 25%, 24% interest on my balance. So, you think, oh, I'm making a minimum payment. Most of that shit is going to interest. Like, Yeah, it, it can <laughs> not be. not even going to your balance. It can be. And so, you know, who came up with this 30%? Probably a credit card company. For sure. <laughs> right? And and I want to be clear they're on like, this. They're like, spend some. Yeah. But don't spend too much. Yeah. Right. And it's good advice for a consumer, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, and And... Don't don't get me wrong. Um, I want to be clear on this. Credit card companies, the interest that they gain is not their bread and butter. The the that's not where they make their money. Okay. They may they do, but the real thing, the real place that credit card companies make their money is on the swipe, the merchant processor. Because every they time, charge companies to process time, those payments every time. Right. So that's why you get these credit cards with, you know, like Discover, one of my favorites. Because if you get a Discover card, they're going to give you 14 months, 0% interest. Okay. Right? That's enticing. They're also going to give you 5% cash back quarterly on different things. I love it for Christmas time, last quarter of the year. 5% 5% cash back on Amazon.com, Walmart, and Target. Damn, all your Christmas nice. shopping. All your Christmas shopping. Right? Then you get money back. Yeah. And and so. I'm over here thinking like, damn, maybe what, we should get a Discover what, card. What kind of incentive this is that? Podcast sponsored by Discover. Right? <laughs> and Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, they they give you these rewards and points and, and perks to go and swipe the shit out of it. Well, yeah. I mean, the cards that I have right now, which, again... This is like the perfect situation. My husband had really shit credit in his 20s. And then he was like, he's 38. He'll be 39 this year. He's like, I was in that situation and I got myself out of that situation because I was tired of being in that situation. Mm -hmm. He's like, I didn't want to live paycheck to paycheck. I want to retire as early as I can. So I had to start getting serious about where I was at financially. Mm -hmm. So the credit cards he has now is he has one specifically for Amazon. Mm -hmm. He has their credit card Mm -hmm. because whatever he gets back. The Chase Prime. I don't know. I guess it's Chase. I don't know. Um, But he has that. That's a great one. Yeah. And then he has a Bank of America that gives us certain cash Mm -hmm. back. And then we have, oh, he has a crypto card now. Mm -hmm. So whatever he gets benefits from them, you buy it in crypto or you get it in crypto. And that's where where credit can really get fun. I mean, think about- It's when you start like getting incentives because you get free money. That's what I was trying to teach my younger brother. He's 25. And I was Mm -hmm. like, you need to start applying for credit cards that have some sort of incentive because when you pay for everything in cash, your money's not working for you at all. Sure. Like you're just paying for cash and you're not establishing any credit. Mm-hmm. So if you want to buy a house one day or whatever, and he, I think he has like a car mm-hmm. and he bought a car, but he didn't have any credit cards before. Gotcha. But yeah, so credit cards. Yeah. So, and, and I'll say this, you know, going back to what, what utilization you should have, 30% does move the needle. It, it'll start to, you'll start to see a benefit. And the way that I put this in perspective is your credit score wants to see that you have much less debt then you have available credit. So for instance, if you have 30% used, simple math, that means you have 70% available. Right. That's more than double your debt. Looks good. It right. can help. Right. But if you get a benefit at 30%, you'll get a bigger benefit at 20 or a bigger benefit at 10 or a bigger benefit at one. So, so where's the incentive to not pay off your credit card every month? Is there one? Crickets. 
<laughs> Nobody said so, there's not uh, one. So on the so on the way <laughs> except for Discover. On the on the way over here, I actually had one of my past clients who I, I haven't been working with her since um, probably 2019. Um, she ended up with like an 805 credit score, just knocked it out of the park for That's her. That's what's up. Um, but she also had some things established. But she sent me a text this morning. She was like, hey, got a quick question for you. And and just so you know, nobody gets my cell phone until after they're done with my program. Um, but <laughs> you don't get those benefits yet. Nope. Don't be calling nope, me, blowing nope, my ass I'm up. I'm not your realtor. Don't be calling me at 10 o'clock at night. Um, so, so she sent me a text and she was like, hey, David, just wanted to run this by you. Somebody told me. And I hate that phrase. I know. Somebody told me that that the way I'm using my credit cards is wrong. I've been paying them off as soon as I, as, as I use them. If I charge something, I pay it off immediately. She told me that I should carry over a balance, let that report, and then pay it off. And I, I said, well, let me – I was going to say her name. I'm not going to. Well, Amanda. Okay. I mean, nobody knows her. I know. Right? So I said, look, Amanda, I got one question for you. What does this person do for a living? Exactly. And – she was just like, LOL. That's what I thought. <laughs> so, you know, and and don't get me wrong. You can carry a balance. Sometimes we can be strategic on older accounts to show a little bit of utilization to really manipulate. But that's some high level, you know, credit stuff. But um, there's no reason not to pay it off. Okay. So, again, if you carry a balance, you're paying interest, you're losing money. Sure. And so here, here's a story. And I, I mentioned this earlier about my first credit card, right? Yeah. So out of high school, somebody sent me a piece of plastic, told me I can go and get things. I went and got all the things. Same. Then they sent me a, a bill saying that we need some money. I'm like, I ain't got none of that. <laughs> so, but. So, Unsubscribe. I'm not here for that part. <laughs> right. And so. Um, after that, you know, I got into this into this world, credit, uh, or once I finally got into the credit world, and one of my buddies, he put me on as an authorized user on his credit card, and that instantly, I had nothing else. I had like one or two old medical bills. I, I wasn't a credit person, and so he added me to that account. My score instantly shot up like to a, a low 600. Mm-hmm. That opened up the door for me to get my own credit card. And my first credit card was a Capital One credit card with like a $300 limit. Same. What everybody starts Mine with, had 500 Right? I blew well, that because, shit. Because you're a woman, believe it or not. In a minute. Well, you know, women make 80% of like purchasing. Right. I, per, they yeah. handle and maintain 80% of the purchasing power in the household. Yeah. So I'm going to give you more money so you can blow it all. Yeah. Right. You're a shopper. Totally uh, makes sense. <laughs> so, you're a woman. So, duh. <laughs> yeah. So I got this, I got this $300 limit credit card and I started to learn, right, about credit and what I was doing is I was only using that credit card for every single purchase I could. And so a $300 limit, I would use it, pay it, use it, pay it. I was making like five, six, seven payments a month, mm-hmm. but I was also racking up, you know, $1,500, $2,000, $2,500 a month on this little bitty $300 limit credit card. Yeah. So I was using it a ton, showing a lot of movement and activity. And so Capital One, after you make five, six payments on time, they'll give you an increase Right. And uh, when you first get it. And instead of just going in and accepting the increase, I called them up and I said, hey, listen, you know, I know you're ready to give me a credit limit increase, but I want to talk about it. Um, you know, I need more than what you're going to give me. And I could justify it at that point. Because you had paid everything off, like almost because, immediately. Because I was using $2,500 a month. Right. 
right? It's yeah. like, we, you know, if we give him $500, he's going to be, you know, making tons of payments, whatever. Um, we don't necessarily want him to do that. We want him to go and rack up a large debt at once. Right. I want to use it for major purchases. Yeah. You know, if I need a washer and dryer, I need to go and, and swipe that, get some rewards off of that, be comfortable with the decent interest rate, paying it off over time if I want. Sure. Like I said, I hate liquidating. Yeah. Hate pulling money out of my bank account. Yeah. It's the worst. I know. Um, and so, you know, you can, you can use, think about how much money you spend on a debit card or the average person, right? Yeah. Uses on a debit card within a year. I know that I and know some people. Rewards, yes. I know some people who used, who used to use their debit card for every purchase. And I'm talking more than 10 grand a month. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, do you know how much freaking money you're wasting? Like yeah. you could use a credit card and get all the rewards for that. And if you're, if you're spending that much in cash every month, that's, that's why you have to be cognizant of what your actual budget is and what your spending sure. is. Because if you're using that and a debit card, that's cash in, cash out, literally every month, you could be using a credit card for that. But they're, <laughs> they get apprehensive and they get nervous because they're like, what about, I don't want to get in debt or whatever. You're literally spending this much money a month. Yeah. So why not use a credit card for that? Pay it off. Absolutely. Like, and guys, I'm going to say this. You know, the food delivery services are awesome. I love it. Get my coffee, whatever, delivered to the office sometimes. But be careful with that because before you know it. That's so much money, man. So much money. It's so much money. And uh, the reason I bring this up is we actually had a client who, um, you know, they made decent money, but they're broke. And we started going through their budget with them, and they were spending like three thousand dollars a month on, you know, Uber Eats and, and Postmates, and yeah, just $3, ordering out. Three thousand dollars a month. I mean, how much grocery could you buy for that? Mm-hmm. But this is where this is where credit and finance in general um, becomes something that we have to be disciplined for. Yes, this is not easy. No, it is a it is a doggy dog game. Yes, and you either have to want to win or you're going to lose. Yeah, there's no question about that. And you have to want it. and You have to be disciplined, and you have to do the things that you need. I mean, you, you can lead the horse to water, right? But you can't make him drink it. Yeah. So, um, I I think that I think that when when people aren't conscious of their budget, it, it's just a it, it's going to be a horrible thing. But like money is stressful and like budgeting is stressful and like I just don't have time to do it and I'm just like so tired and Woe is I me. just want to buy Uber Eats and I just want to use Favor and I just want to use DoorDash and fuck it. I'm hungover. I just want to buy some McDonald's and pay an additional $10 for the delivery right. and the tip and the service fee and whatever else. Yeah. Like that's and, so much money. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very respectful in my business. Um, I am I am. This sounds arrogant. I'm a nice guy. You know, I can talk to people. Um, I am genuinely, I genuinely care. I want to help them. But sometimes I'll get my clients and, and they're, you know, I'm saying, hey, what's going on with this? And they're giving me every excuse in the book. For and, sure. You know, well, well, this happened and this has been, happened and blah, 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 blah. Well, I'm here to tell you that nobody cares. <laughs> I'm nope. here to tell you that Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax don't give a shit. N- nobody gives a <laughs> shit. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say that um, to people in a very professional way. Right. But I, I still, I mean, it's verbatim. Nobody cares. But also, like, it's like you, what you said at the beginning, too. Like, how much do you want it? Mm-hmm. Do you actually want this? Or do it's, you want to make excuses forever? It's the wake-up call. Right. And then maintain the same, st- or maintain the status quo, what you've been living with so mm-hmm. far. Like, yeah. Are you here for a change or are you here to do the same shit you've been doing before? The things that the things that being financially responsible and, and credit can open up. I mean, let's think about this. It didn't used to be like this, you know, 10, 15 years ago, but apartments now look at credit. 
um, jobs look at credit. Yeah. Military for advancement, security clearance, they look at credit. Um, every aspect of, of our lives now is getting to where people are going to review our credit and, right. and we're going to be judged by that. And it's like, it's sort of like a man, the, the phrase, like a man is only as good as his word. Mm-hmm. That's essentially what your credit will be. Yeah. Like you say that you are responsible. You say that you are able to do this, whether that be a job or pay your apartment, pay your rent on time or whatever. But I'm going to look at your credit to ensure that it's actually true. That's not what this says. Right. Yeah. You haven't uphold your your, uh, argument here. Yeah. So what happened here? Oh, never mind. Nobody cares. Right. (laughs) That's exactly how it is. That's a hard truth, though, man. And 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 I hope hope billions of people hear it. It takes discipline, like a Mm -hmm. lot of discipline. I'll tell you, we can use my me as an example again. Um, so like I was a single mom and eventually I got to a place where I was making like, I think my, my base salary was like 65. I'm in sales. Mm-hmm. So most of my money comes from commission, mm-hmm. but I was making 65 grand a year. And I still just did not, not until the pandemic hit where I was working from home, not spending any money, any frivolous money. Mm-hmm. And I was living with my now husband that I was like able to actually save money because right. I wasn't driving to drop off my daughter at daycare anymore, which that was a thousand dollars a month. I wasn't driving to Dallas every day, which, you know, that's insane mm-hmm. from the colony. That's where I lived. Yeah. And I wasn't spending tolls. I wasn't doing any of that. So I was able to save money during the pandemic, which was awesome. The best drug ever, wasn't it? Oh my God, the best. I was like, oh my God, this is the best. You know, people talk about the pandemic being really bad. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it wasn't. There was people that were absolutely devastated. But it was so awesome. But it was a great, it was, it was. It was the best financial year of my life. Um, it it was, and, and think about what I do. I, I, I help people repair their credit that costs money. And I had the best career, uh, best year because so many people were able to to do it right? because they were sitting there doing the same thing, staying at home. They were still working. They couldn't go out and blow money. Right. Um, I think that, you know, silver lining, right? What a a blessing that, that that could be. And like, it made you reevaluate what your real priorities are. Sure. Like, is it really important for me? And this is obviously people who are a little bit younger than I am. I'm 34, but like. Rub it in. Is it really? <laughs> 34. Is it really that important for me to go to the club every weekend and get bottle service? Like, mm-hmm. is it really important for me to go to dinner every night? Is it really important for me to go to lunch every day when I'm at work? Like, or is does it make more sense to buy groceries, eat at home and stack your paper? Yeah. You know? The, the, the biggest flex is like having like your shit together financially. Yeah. That's a flex. You know what? People people sit there and, and uh, we see it all the time on social media where people, you know, flashing the cash. Well, Bro. you know what? I'm, Listen, I'm, your I'm red a, money a, looks a real good on real Instagram. Okay? I'm going to stunt real quick. <laughs> you know, those, <laughs> let me show you my flash. You, you got you got all that cash. I have. I don't. What's cash? I don't, I don't need it. What's that? You got, what did you call it earlier? You have buying Buying power. power. Buying power. Buying power. So, and, and I think I said this off air before we got started, you know, what's a good credit score? Right. Approved. Right. What's a bad one? Denied. Right. So. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Building the buying power, um, it it opens doors and it's so addictive. You know, once you, there's two types of people that I deal with. There's the person that has never had good credit. They pay rent, they pay large deposits on everything, and cash is king for their whole life. That can sometimes be a difficult sell. Sure. Um, And then there's the other person who had good credit, 
went through a rough patch, divorce, um, bad business deal, you know, life. Mm -hmm. Life happened to them and, and it destroyed their credit. And they are desperate to gain it back. Sure. Um, those people I have no issues with, you know, in my program. They do exactly what I tell them and, and what I need them to do and they're super successful. Um, it's because they realize what can happen with it. But even those people that have never experienced it, once they get, you know, approved for a, a, a three, five, ten thousand dollar credit card, they're like, holy shit. Yeah. You know, and then they're like, Well, I need to go and buy a car and they get like a two and a half, three percent interest. Holy shit. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, and they don't know they no longer have to pay deposits on their utility bills or, you know, they have no fear. Um, it's none of those, okay, we're gonna do a credit check. Let me cross my fingers and I uh, don't know what's Anxiety. gonna happen. Yeah. And and once <laughs> once people start to experience that it can be very addictive. It's like, man, I need it better. I need it better. It's yes. the best drug. Right. Um, or there's the people that, unfortunately, it, it's like a brand new toy. You know, they got good credit. They get these alerts. Your score's gone up. Okay, well, holy shit, I just got approved for that. What Let me go I get approved for this. Yeah. Let me go. And, and before you know it, they, they've saturated themselves and, and they're they're in over their head on the debt that they carry. Yeah. Um, I've seen it you know, many times over the years. Yeah. And I'll say with me, like I was making that money and I was, I hit the pandemic hit and I was able to save. And I will say like, I'm very fortunate that I came into the situation that I came into because mm -hmm. my ex-husband, my daughter's dad, she's seven. When we were married, it was very like, neither of us prioritized finances at all. Mm -hmm. Like it was not important. If we had money, we had money. If we didn't, we didn't, you know, right. but he made a lot of money. So it's very easy to have money when you're making $250,000 a year. Mm -hmm. That's easy or upwards of almost four. Like mm -hmm. I think his best year, he almost made 400 grand. So it's mm -hmm. easy to be, you know, just yeah. when you're making almost half a million dollars a you're year. Unconsci unconscious of what you're really doing. Insanity. Mm -hmm. I mean, insane. I'm balling. I can afford it. Balling out of control. Yeah, I'm fucking big ball. Well, we need we need to learn how to ball on a budget. Yes, so that's what I learned. So that was the transition, right? So I go from having this husband who makes all this money. He was in oil and gas. Um, I'd like to call that type maybe sometimes rednecks with paychecks. Okay, mm -hmm. they have hey, lots that, of money. that's a place. I know it's a thing. It's a place yeah. and a thing. It's still a thing. Yeah, but so that situation. Then I go to being a single mom and just not having a lot of financial literacy mm -hmm. at all. And seeing how my how my mom really like spent money and how that was, and then my dad never really had credit cards. He never utilized credit, but he was an entrepreneur. He had his own business, and he was always cash. Mm -hmm. Or if he had a credit card, he used very little of it, and never really talked to me about it. So it's like it's not sure. like his fault. But so then I go to my husband now. <laughs> Funny story. <sighs> Let me tell you this: our date nights. Like when we were saving for a house was Whataburger with a coupon. Right. No shit. Every week. Like I was excited about that shit. Yeah. Because I was like, oh shit, we're going to Whataburger tonight, boy. Yeah. We get Coke Zero on the fountain, boy. But like we still have that type of mentality. Mm -hmm. And now we are like, we are insanely fortunate financially because that's the mentality. Mm -hmm. Now. Living poor. Bro, I mean, I'm, we broke. Or, 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 yeah, we broke as fuck. Absolutely. We're broke. We ain't got no money. Mm -hmm. We ain't buying fillets, dog. We ain't got no money. We can't afford a fillet. And I'm like, all right, listen. <laughs> listen. Like, Let, Let's do something great and we'll reward ourselves. Right. <laughs> like, we have a house now. The house is fully furnished. Like, we have a lot of money invested. We don't have car payments. We don't have debt. We don't carry credit card debt. Like, 
we can afford to go to dinner, bro. Yeah. We ain't that poor. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like we reached, we leveled up on a tax bracket. We Gucci, man. But but you put the sacrifice in. And we sacrificed. And and when I tell you, I was excited. Like I used to put on fake lashes to go to date night at Waterburger. <laughs> okay, we were like that was it. That was Funny. the thing. But now I can say that while I probably bucked the system while I was going through it, I'm addicted now. Like yeah. I'm like, well, how can I how can I save money here? Like we just had this conversation this morning, which is so funny because before I used to joke and call him like a Jew, right? Mm-hmm. And be like, he's completely financially Jewish. Mm-hmm. Like we are not spending money on that. But like this weekend we talked about it and we've already, and again, this is not me bragging. This is me using an example. We've already saved and invested 40K this year. Mm-hmm. So just from anything additional outside of paying our bills. And again, we don't spend frivolously. So we're, it's Q1. Right, because mm-hmm. we're we talking about it in quarters versus last year. Now it's Q2. Well, yeah, it's Q2, yeah. April 2nd, not April Fool's anymore, April. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've already saved 40 grand. So, like, I'm like, all right, so. Let's hit 80. And, like, if that's if that's what we can get in Q1, like, what else could we do? You know, because mm-hmm. last, we, we, last year we bought a house, so you have to pay a lot of money when you buy a house, right? And that's, sure. that's another piece that we definitely need to touch on it because when you're buying a house, for me, I had not a freaking clue what there's, that entails. Yeah, and, and let, me, let me squash the, the misconception. There's no such thing as getting a, money, a house with no money. You can't. You know, there's programs to help. You can't. But you're coming to the table with you cash. You have to save. Mm-hmm. Right. And you have to prepare for that. Like we had, I I was very fortunate because Matt had been married before. So he went through a divorce and he decided I'm going to let my ex-wife have the house. She can have the equity. I'll take the money that we had in savings. So he had the cash, the liquid to go into buying a house. But when you go into buying a house, that was, we paid, we put 5% down. That was $20,000, 22 to $25,000. Then we have, you know, uh, any other costs, Closing right? costs, prepaid. Thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. So I would say probably all in maybe forty grand when everything's taken into consideration, right? Yeah. That's $40,000. Like, if right. you don't have any money, you ain't buying a house. Yeah. And and don't let that scare you. No. Because there there are, like I said, there are programs, but and, and it's not that you need to have tens of thousands of dollars ready to go. But you need to show that responsibility right. that gives you the opportunity to deserve those sort of grants and benefits right. and incentives. Yes. So, you know, like I tell my clients, save money. A rainy day fund never hurt anybody. You may not need to use it, but, man, you're going to sleep like a baby grinning ear knowing to ear that you knowing have that it. it's there. And it's like you said, too, like the, the food delivery services. I had a— um financial advisor on here not that long ago we were mm-hmm. talking i was like what if, like let's say somebody wants to come to you and they want to be better at money what would you suggest she was like subscription services she's like mm. how many freaking streaming platforms do you need do you need netflix do you need hbo do you need hulu do you yep. need this do you need that like all of those things add up every single month and the same thing for like you know the boxes or you get this in the mail or you get that in the mail or whatever like all of those things add up so where can you and i'm not saying because here's my here's where i like I bucked the system with mm-hmm. Matt was like, dude, this is so unenjoyable. This shit is not fun. Like, mm-hmm. what do you have to look forward to? You know? And it's like, once you've reached those financial milestones, then you're like, I find joy sure. in like a trip to seven eleven a month. <laughs> yeah. And oh, I got to buy an energy drink today, you know? Like Yeah, and and obviously with with the industry that I'm in, I deal with people that are 
on the on the lower end of the financial spectrum sometimes. And I'll, I'll say step one is to be comfortable. Step one is to be comfortable paying your bills. The money, they say it's the root of all evil. Um, it's not. It, it, it's a solution to a lot of problems. Um, and And be comfortable yeah. to the point where you don't have to worry about Am I going to make my car payment? Right. Am I going to be able to, you know, pay this extra shit that comes along for the kids, you know, extracurriculars? Right. Like, I got two kids in tennis, one in marching band. She's been in marching band. So I, I never knew they get older, they how get much money man. that shit costs. It's so much money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I, I've been there, you know, uh, where it, it's like, man, I need milk. I need bread and and formula and diapers. And Shit, I what, need groceries. What the hell are we like I got, do? yeah, like I've been there too. Yeah, so and and everybody gets to that snapping point. Yeah. Um. And if, if there's anything that that I can say from a motivational standpoint, is once you get to that point, um, embrace it. Embrace that. Embrace that that bad time that you went through yes um and let it let it manifest positivity to the point where you will never go back and fuel you and drive yeah. you i will never i will never be there again no never ever in my life and that's the thing too is like i i know a lot of people and even some of my family members that have a lot of money right but like What's the strategy behind maintaining that money or maintaining your lifestyle? For Keeping up with the Joneses, the, you know? I get, it's so crazy because, like, so the car I pulled up in, you saw what I drive, uh, GMC Terrain, mm -hmm. right? I paid cash for that car because I totaled my car before mm -hmm. that. And my car before that was, like, super sporty. It was a Honda Quartz Sport. It was super fancy. <laughs> but we had paid that off. So, and with the value of cars these days, my, the uh, value of my car actually went up after I totaled it. So they paid me like 20 grand. Mm -hmm. First, my first reaction is I'm making six figures. I need a nice car, right. right? Like I want something nice. I want like a Lexus or an Acura or whatever. My husband's like, if you really want that, if that's what you really want, we could potentially look at it. Maybe. Mind <laughs> you, he drives a 2012 Chevy Silverado, mm -hmm. like 10 years old, hundred thousand miles on it. Mm -hmm. Right. Fixes everything himself, changes all the oil, does all those things. And I, I'm over here being fucking selfish because I think that, oh, I make six figures. I need to have a nice car. And I then I, like, I took a couple of days to think about it. And, like, looking at cars like Lexus and stuff like that, they take uh, premium gasoline. So you mm -hmm. have to, that's number one, yep. right? And then anything breaks on it, it's going to be more expensive because it's a luxury car. I was like, fuck that. I'm like, I want a white SUV. Find me something that's reliable. Right. I don't give a shit. Yeah. And pay it off. I said, equal it out mm -hmm. so that we don't have a car payment because all the other cars that we were looking at were like 35 and up. I don't want a car payment. Pay it off. I don't give a shit. Yeah. And if it's, a, um, if it's an American-made car, it's easier to fix. More... Um, Parts are more Parts are cheaper. Yeah, all of that. Like, you can change my oil. Pa if past life, I was an ASC certified mechanic. So my dad was too. Yeah. So I know how to like change oil and right. I fixed my truck. Look at you. I know. RIP my dad. He was amazing. Yeah. He died last year. Sorry to hear it's that. It's okay. Man. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he taught me how to do everything on my GMC. So I'm like not snooty mm -hmm. and being like, I need a hug at Alexis. But I can't help but want those things, right? Because I do like nice cars and I do like nice things. But also I like the fucking, 
liberating thought of not having a freaking car payment. Yeah. Like, and our car insurance. Our car insurance is super cheap. Right. Now, I don't have the best record. I totaled like two cars, but right. it's a little more expensive than it could be, especially yeah. for two paid off cars. But Well, and I mean, obviously you have a decent credit score. That absolutely plays into your insurance. Yeah. And my husband does. Right. Right. Low risk. Very decent. You are low risk. I am. Even though you wrecked a couple. <laughs> couple? Shit. <Right? laughs> Co- couple reported. Couple. <laughs> we ain't got to tell nobody. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, and once you start making moves like that, making money moves, mm-hmm. right, then you start to realize, like, no, I would much rather go to bed at night not stressing about how the fuck I'm going to make my car payment versus I don't have a car payment. Like, and that's how it became sort of like, um, practice for me in real life. Like, you know, let's say you're going to work. I'm so I'm going back to work now. I have two days a week remote, but like people want to go to lunch in the office or they want to buy things or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like, that's where a lot of my social stuff comes from. Cause I don't really like go out with friends anymore. I have a seven year old and a husband and whatever, but it's like those types of things. Mm -hmm. And even this year, like we were talking about vacations And while we have the money to take a vacation, like, my goal right now is to get pregnant. So I would much rather focus, like, uh, my energy and my efforts into that. And then maybe next year or the year after that, we can take a nice vacation with a baby or whatever. But, like, there are some people that I know that are taking, like, eight, $9,000 vacations this year. And I'm like, what? And to a year. To a year. And I'm like, why don't we just Making $70,000 a year. How do they do it? How do they do it, it's, man? <laughs> it's the, it's the, you know, I got to go to this place so I could take the picture and everybody can see it. Dude, XOXO e- dining room, every, Dallas, Texas. <laughs> everybody is, everybody is uh, worried about that, you know, keeping up with the money, the cars, the clothes, and and that superficial the stuff like the TVs, the the alcohol they drink, like everything. It's like do it for the gram, you mm-hmm. know, like. I'm drinking this tonight. I'm like, oh, yep. I ain't drinking shit because yep. all of it's too expensive for me. <laughs> yeah. And we need to normalize the uh, the homebody, um, yeah. the the frugal mentality. Um, it, it's absolutely a game changer. And well, like and I said, I think once that, you get the taste, it's, yeah. it's... And I think that treat yourself is like very much like a popular thing right, right. now. It's like, oh, I did good. You know, yeah. I had the same let me, thought. Let me buy some Tesla. I had... You know? Bro. Right? Or... <laughs> Or Matt. whatever, whatever's coming up next. I know. Um, let me, uh, I mean, if you want to blow some money, right. blow it on something that will gain you more. Dude, That I mean, that's right? what Matt has. Matt has like 130 shares of Tesla. That's a lot. I've got a few. That's a lot. <laughs> I've, I've got a, a couple. <laughs> that's like, well, and that's, that's what he, he started diving into was like during, in, during the pandemic, he mm-hmm. started educating himself. He's like, how can I make, cause he had this, you know, stack of money. He's like, how can I make that grow? How can I make my money work for sure. me? Because I want to retire. Like Matt's dream. He's the most introverted person I've ever met. We're the exact opposite. Like in every front, he's like, that's how why can, it works. Right. I mean, there's a lot of arguments, but like it works too. But no, he's like, how can I make my money work for me? Because if it were up to him, he would already be retired and he'd be mowing lawns for the Mm -hmm. rest of his life. He's like, I can get my cardio in. I can get sun in. I'm outside. I'm busy. And I don't have to talk to anybody. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Which I'm like, how do you think you're going to get the business? Because you have to talk to people about mowing their lawns, but whatever. We'll cross that bridge. I digress. You know, (laughs) they'll be like, you can call them. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Anybody want Matt's mowing? Anybody want to mow the no lawn? No kidding. Just do it. <laughs> he would love to do right? it. Everybody's in the whole neighborhood. Just pass out flyers and be that's like, I'll funny. mow your lawn for 25 bucks. But yeah, so I think that's the thing is like, 
not treating yourself or getting to that place where you are making your money work for you or getting bonuses and whatever, the long game, right? The tortoise and the hare. It's what I tell him all the time, especially about investing because Tesla just went up like a lot. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you off air what happened. Yeah. But I was like, dude, this is the long game. We're playing the long game here. Yeah. Like this is investing for long term for the rest of our life. It's not, you're not a day trader. Okay. Mm -hmm. So just slow down. Like everything's going to be fine. Yeah. But that's like the, once you get a taste for that and you delay that gratification, it's like that, um, was it a marshmallow study or something that they did on kids where they were like, Hey, you can have one marshmallow now if you yes. eat it now, but if you wait, you can have two marshmallows. Mm -hmm. And so it was like. 50-50, right? Mm -hmm. Half of them waited, half of them didn't. But the ones who waited were so excited because they got to have two marshmallows. It's the same thing with money. Once you start pushing those things off, like I found, you know, I don't need new clothes all the time. I don't need to buy brand new things all the time. Like if I want something that's nice, that is designer, I buy it used. I'll buy it on like Poshmark or mm -hmm. eBay or something like that. Like I'm not going to go out every season and buy a Gucci belt because yeah. I don't give a shit. Like right. You can like my belt or not like my belt. Actually, I have a reversible belt on right now. It works for doubly. I right. got brown and black. Right. <laughs> We're Me good. Too. Like, you know, like once you start making decisions like that, and I think that it's very easy in our culture because there's a lot of excess. Like when our grandparents were growing up, they went, they grew up through the depression, so they made whatever they had work. Now you just have everything at your fingertips. You can get anything delivered, especially from like very expensive stores like Whole Foods because they want to sell their shit. Right. You know, like, and spending and spending and spending is a snowball, mm -hmm. like, to, to, to go back to what Dave Ramsey says, but it's, it works both ways. Like, you can either snowball your way into debt or you can snowball your way out. Yeah. Like, and what I found was that I was very much living day to day with no plan. Yeah. But if you change it and have a strategy and you are able to do better and go forward and you have somebody like, my husband is my accountability partner. I know for me, I'm not going to go spend $50 on dinner with my friends because <laughs> I have to report to my husband <laughs> right, about it right. and he'd be real mad <laughs> Yeah, and it's I, not worth the argument for me. I was me. going through the numbers. Babe. Right? So how many appetizers? Bro. All right. He's like, some of them lunches you'd be having are like dinners. I'm like, shut up. It's $20. Shut up. But it keeps <laughs> me accountable. Dinner, right? You know? Yeah, like, for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, intentions, right? You got to be intentional with everything that we do. Um I don't see why why people don't take their their financial um, lifestyle uh, more serious than they should. Um, but it's, it's also like it's very difficult. Yeah, it's very hard, and it's training. Yeah. What did your parents do? Yeah, my check to check. Um, you know, grew up in the hood. Um, always rented. Where were you from? Where you where'd you grow up? Dallas. Oh, you're like, he's showing see his neck. My neck tat. My right? neck tat. Triple D, baby. Legit. Um, I grew yeah. up in Duncanville. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I'm from the hood, too. Yeah. A, a DeSoto skating rink was a, a big, big time thing for Listen, me. Listen, Redbird skating rink is the yeah. legitest, okay? <laughs> that's it. Every Friday yeah. night. That's it. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I'm teaching my daughter how to skate now, too. So we go to the skating rink. Yeah. It's so fun. That's fun. I love it. Um yeah. Um, so, I mean, we just, we just gotta, you just gotta want it. And, and once you do, um, like I said, be, be the motivator, let that be the motivator, stick with it. Um, there is nothing better than walking into, and I know we talk about, you know, not carrying a, a, a 
an auto loan or whatnot, that's great. Once you get to that point where you can buy cash, sure. do it. There's sure. nothing wrong with that. It's not going to hurt your credit to right. not have a car payment. Right. But, you know, if everybody needs one. Right. And, and so there is no better feeling than walking into a dealership saying, I want this car. And they bend over backwards to give you the financing, and, well, and, and not it's only, awesome. Not only that, you 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 then open yourself up to new shopping experiences. One of my friends, she's had she has great credit, so when she goes to shop for a car, that's her thing. She likes nice cars. She drives, she drives a Lincoln. Mm-hmm. When you go to Lincoln, you get approved approved for Lincoln's financing. You don't. Yeah. There's no haggling. No. They're like, hey, you're approved. Pick out whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Like you know. Yeah. Which is how which is where you want to be, but. <clears throat> I think the struggle, too, is, like, systematically and um, culturally, if you don't know what that looks like, if you grew up in the hood and all you saw was paycheck to paycheck, you don't know what's out there. Right. You don't know what the possibilities are. Yeah, they've never—it's not a tangible thing right. that you can grab and, and people have so never So what are you working it. for? Yeah. You know? Like, what are you working towards? And it's like, make friends with people who have the shit that you want. Make friends that have the houses. Make friends that have nice cars and find out how they got there because, let's say, not the people who stole them mm-hmm. or got them questionably. Right. I mean, people who legitimately got them. Like, people who have a mortgage, people who have a nice car you, and a nice car you payment. Need, you need to be the poorest person in your circle. Yeah. Right? Make friends with rich people. Yeah. <laughs> because need, not because they'll give you their off. money. It's going to rub off. They will teach you. Yeah. Right. You, you have no choice at that point, but to fit in and level up. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, no, that's a a great analogy. Um, your, your environment and, and it goes back to why people are in this, you know, pickle in the first place because of the environment they grew up in. Right. We're conditioned a certain way. Um, and again, there's not a lot of information on this stuff other than the basics. Right. And, uh, shit, if even the basics, I don't know, yeah, if well, credit cards whether, work. whether or not the basics are right, yeah, you know, it's just the information that we have at our hands. And if anything too, like mm. refer back to your grandparents or the people who like people who, you know, are financially responsible. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure that you could find one in your group. For me, that was my grandmother. She paid off her credit cards every month. She had a discover card and we knew, oh girl, she got a discover card. You fancy grandma. Yeah. But she never, um, anytime she went to the car dealership she was always improved her credit score was like an 800 but she wore the same clothes mm-hmm. all the time she went grocery shopping she used coupons like she saved to have that status yeah and and i'll i'll be vulnerable here um you know my family was not ever like that um i i could tell you a handful of family members that have ever bought a house yeah right um or ever talked about credit or credit cards and so i think that that going back is is a major motivator on why i want to do certain things and give this information especially to the younger generation coming up and your kids yeah my kids they don't know it so i i've put them on my credit cards as authorized users 17 uh, 16 and 13 yeah they're all on there they don't know it no, but and it, they can't do anything with their credit right now until until they're eighteen. Eighteen anyway. But you know, once my daughter turns eighteen, she's going to have a badass credit score. Right. 
But I also told her, you know, don't come, don't come to daddy and ask me to co-sign because I'm not going to do it. Right. Um, and take that for what it is. People do not co-sign does not mean, oh, I'm helping somebody out. It means that you are now financially responsible. responsible. So you are accountable for that debt. So don't do it. Your credit is the only thing that's yours and yours alone. Nobody, uh, n- nobody needs to benefit it benefit from it but you right because they can destroy it but they can't help you build it yeah so <laughs> you know but but the reason i say that is because um you know and i don't know if we talked about this but i, I i'll be going to schools some high schools and yes. talking to students yeah. about about credit and finances and the world that they're about to jump into and this is something that's been on my heart for a long long time and i again going back to thinking about my history with my family and and the way that that we, i mean we, my parents never owned a home my yeah. dad finally bought one when i was 20 right you know i was already gone yeah. and he bought his first house um but I think that that was some some very good traumatic based conditioning that I went through um, to give me a different type of motivation. Yes, I want to. I, wanna, I want that for myself and for my kids. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I mean for the world, right? Right. Uh, Steve Jobs making it. You know, do you want to sell sugar water? Or do you want to put a dent in the fucking universe? Right. Well, I want to do the latter. <laughs> yeah, maybe this is my way to put a dent in the universe yeah. to to get some information out there and stop that generational curse that is financial illiteracy. It is. Um, and if I can, you know, do it, it, hopefully it spreads like a good cancer. Well, and even people like Kevin Hart, I think he's paired with someone else, and they've paired with J.P. Morgan Chase to help teach mm-hmm. financial literacy in the hood mm-hmm. to and, kids where they grew up. Yeah, and even uh, Jay Z and. Will Smith have uh right we'll talk about that. no we won't Ooh, go down there slap. but but the, they have uh they have invested into this rent to own program I won't you know plug them or anything but sure. there is a rent to own program for people that do not have the credit score or do not have the down payment yeah um it's a program where they can become homeowners by you know pay, getting in there showing financial responsibility building up a savings through their rent sure. and eventually being able to qualify and buy that home. Um, there's several different programs out there like that. Yeah. But it starts with, you know, showing us that you deserve it. Yes. Um, but those types of uh, of things out there, you know, I, I'm just little, I'm not rich by any means. Right. Um, you know, I've got three kids and the summertime's coming up. My grocery bill's about to go through the roof. <sighs> I um, can't handle so, it. <laughs> but, you know, I don't have the financial means to do things like that. But, right. you know, if I can get out there and share some knowledge. Well, then, you have the information, which yeah. sometimes that is priceless. Yeah. Because you have no idea how you can change people's lives with just the information, which is why I started this podcast. So, right? f- so for you ballers out there that are listening <laughs> to this. Go and ahead you, and partner. You want to you want to make your dent, um, show your support. <laughs> we we can connect, um, you, you know, so, but, For sure. but it, you know, it's something that, that I feel is going to be huge down the road. Um, I'm not going anywhere anytime soon, you know, having, right. Knock on wood. God, um, <laughs> help me out there. Um, but you know, this is something that's a mission of mine and you know, my company as a, as, as a whole as well, you know, we're not a giant sales floor of people. Um, we've all been in, the, like I said, I've been doing this 11 years and I'm one of the rookies there. Um, but as a, as a whole, our company has seen the bad um, in this industry. And again, we're small, um, but we kick a lot of ass. Yeah. And we do well, a you lot guys, of... If anything, I will say my experience was always positive. I always felt like I knew where we were, like as far as status and what mm-hmm. my credit report, how my credit was going and what we were working on at the time or whatever. Very diligent, very transparent. 
Um, and like all, just all around great experience. Five stars. Love it. Thumbs up. Did you put that on Google yet? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I put it everywhere I could. Right? I was like, where do you want me to do it? Yeah. yeah. No, that's awesome. And, and that matters. Uh, that matters a lot. And, and like I said, as a company, we have taken it upon ourselves to try to be a legitimate resource for people to get their answers. Yeah. Um, whether or not they need our service. Uh, it's not all about sign up, sign up, sign up. It's if, if we can, if I can talk to somebody, spend a little bit of time with them, break down their situation and put them on a game plan where they don't need to get in this program and, and they're able to go and, and buy a house or get, you know, their buying power back and it doesn't cost them a penny. I'm OK with that. Right. I'm a rock star. Yeah. At that point. And right. they're going to tell everybody about me. So, you know, we, we do that. We're here to help in every aspect of, of, of what that can mean. Yeah. Um, if there's questions, you know, we, we, we do have the answers. Yeah. So, awesome. um, little plug for the company, right? For but, sure. But, yes. But well, and at the end, I want you to give all of your information where to find you, sure. whatever you feel comfortable giving that way, people who are listening to this episode can reach out to you and say, Hey, I want you to do for me. Cause like I said, before we started recording, it's like, nobody knows what you're listening to as a podcast, right? Especially right. if you're like in your car alone or you're working out or whatever. Right. And especially, I think that a lot Credit and money are like the two biggest faux pas in society to it's talk about. So personal. Nobody wants to talk about it. Me, I don't give a shit. I'll be like, what's up? You want to talk about it? Yeah. But we're vulnerable. A lot of people are not comfortable with talking about that. So I want to make sure that I'm providing a platform where I can help people with not only like finances, because if I, if my grandmother was still here and still comp, uh, not comparable, but coherent, maybe, I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> competent, um, mm -hmm. then I could have referred to her. But when I was in my twenties, I just didn't, it just wasn't a priority mm. for me. But now that I'm, you know, I have, I'm a mom, I'm a wife. I want to make sure that I'm setting myself up for the future and teaching my child on how to manage money and how to do well in mm. those, you know, areas yeah. and delayed gratification. Right. Cause like every, I, I tell her all the time, every time we go to the store, it doesn't mean you get to buy something. Like if I let you do that as a kid and, and it can all go back to kids, right? Because like how we grew up sure. and where my mom was able to buy a house, she did have her parents to co-sign for her and like all of those things. Mm -hmm. And it's not like you go around bragging about that shit, right? right. My mom's not like, oh yeah, my parents co-signed for me. <laughs> they just, it's hush hush. It's yeah. under, like it's under the table. We don't talk about it behind closed doors, like whatever. So then when you get to the age of you want to buy your own home and you call your mom and you're like, what the fuck, mom? Mom's like, oh, well, grandma and grandpa goes over me. I was like, oh, that's fucking well, great. Now, now it's your turn. Right. So where are you at, mom? <laughs> well, um, I live in an apartment. So, yeah. but yeah, like all of those things. And I teach my kid, like if I set you up with the idea that everywhere we go, you get to buy yourself something when you grow up and you get a job. You're going to be in a shit financial situation. Gonna you are going to be terrible with money. And you're going to call me and say, I can't make my rent. Yes. And you're going to call me and say, I can't make my car payment. You're going to call me and say, I can't pay my light, my light bill. I can't do this. I Can can't I do that. Can I come do laundry? No, you <laughs> cannot. Because I didn't, I taught you better than that, yeah. you know? And I think that systemically and societally, if we had more conversations about it, if we had more conversations about managing money properly, then more people would be in a better situation. But instead, we live in this YOLO, um, you know, treat yourself kind of society where it's like, mm -hmm. well, yeah, if you have the money, if you have five bucks in your account, spend that. Yeah. Spend $4.55. And, and, and I'll, I'll bring some, some harsh realization to most people. You don't deserve it. You, <laughs> 
You don't deserve it. What do you mean? I deserve everything. You My don't mom, I deserve got, it yet. I got participation trophies when I grew up, so I deserve yeah. it all. Yeah. How much work did you put in, right? Mm-hmm. What 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 gives you the right? You know, I've helped hundreds, if not thousands of people buy homes. Right. Why don't I deserve one? I deserve a house. Right. Right? So, yeah. you know, um, and, and I say that because people are like, well, you know, I, I just feel like I've, I've worked hard and I just, well, n- nobody cares. Right. Right. No, you don't. You don't deserve it yet. <laughs> Not you, until you work you for can, it. You have to work for you it. You can. And we can, we can help you, you know, get there and, and achieve it. But there is a different mentality that people need to have when we're talking about this. You're right. It's, it's a, there's a stigma, um, and a, uh, you know, don't talk about money with people kind of thing. And that's the stupidest. I mean, if, if I was in charge of all the money, I would probably say that too. Don't talk to people about your money. Exactly. <laughs> right. Because ignorant people are easy to control. Yeah. And I don't mean ignorant is a bad word. I mean, you don't yeah. have this information. You don't possess this information. Ignorant You're ignorant is, you of the topic. You don't understand it. Right. So, like, if you don't know how to control money, if you don't know how to make your money work for you, and if that's the masses, Mm -hmm. then the people who do have money, who do know how to make it work for them, they're going to be at an advantage. Yeah. But if everybody knows this information. And, and and yeah, and I I love that. But at the same time, I don't think it is a competition. Something that that I say to a lot of people is, look, I want to be part of that 1%. Yeah, me too. I want I want to be the part that everybody hates on and they're like, oh, you, you you know, you're a horrible person. You make all this money. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to sprinkle a couple hundred dollar bills on them and walk away smiling. Right. Right. Ha, 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 ha. I'm going to make it, I'm gonna yeah? make it rain on yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, why <laughs> why would you not want to do that? Right. I, I wish, I, I mean, Elon Musk, he put $11 billion in, in taxes last year. I wish I could pay $11 billion in taxes. Shoot. I you know, know I people, a lot of money people gripe about, man, I got to pay all this stuff. Well, make more money. Right. It's not that hard, get, right? Get to the point where, I mean, I, I just paid pay my taxes for last year, but, um, you know, and I, I hate it, but oh, well. Right. You know, I want to so make so much money that it doesn't matter what bill comes across. Right. And and you stroke the check and, and be happy with it. That is that is a goal, you know? So, for sure. That's goals for me too, man. And, and full circle again. um, one of the things that can help you get to that is credit, you know, having that buying power, uh, being able to get really good financing on things make like, I, I will never in my life put a down payment on a vehicle. Yeah. Never. My I walk- grandmother never had to. Her credit was so good. She mm-hmm. walked in. She said, I want that car. She walks out with the car. Right. She sign, didn't pay any sign money. Sign your name. Right. Your name is so good that they're going to let you walk out with a thirty, forty, fifty thousand $50,000 vehicle. A man is only as good as his word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, that's absolutely so true. So for everybody listening, um, let's say you had, and of course, at the end, you're going to plug all your information because mm-hmm. I know that the people who are listening to this are going to want this. Um, but let's say, what are your top three tips sure. for getting your financial shit together? Yeah. Number one, live below your means. Obviously. That's I mean, it's so cli- so cliche. So number right? one. Yeah. But what does that mean? Like it means being conscious of, of, of what money's coming in and what money's going out. You know, you don't like you were saying with your daughter and, and, and kids, you don't have to get something every time you stop to get gas. Right. 
why not just stay at the pump, swipe right. your card, get back in and go? That's it. You don't need to go and get your Red Bulls and your all this stuff. And if you do like those things, go to the freaking grocery store where they're cheaper, buy them in bulk and have them at home. And then when you leave the house, you already have that. Put you it don't on, have to stop for put that. Put it on your Walmart credit card, which gives you 5% cash back when exactly. you shop online. And then make your um, money work for you. <laughs> yeah. So so obviously be be conscious of your money. Right. Once you're there, be sure to that that you're comfortable paying your normal bills. After after you're comfortable paying your normal bills, you have to start saving money. You have to have money in the bank, it, it, especially when we're talking about potentially going and getting approved for bigger purchases, homes, yeah. cars, whatever. Yeah. You want to start a business. Right. Okay. Well, there's an individual at the top of that business that they're going to be reviewing. Right. So, and it's not that you have to have all this money and spend it when the time comes, but it gives such peace of mind to lenders. When they look at your financial uh, situation, they see that you're you're not late on anything. You keep really good credit card balances. You've got money saved. It shows that you're a low risk. Right. You're, I can lend to you. I can feel comfortable giving you a loan. Um, yeah. So um, as far as as far as your bills, just be on time. I, I cannot stress it enough. There is nothing worse than missing a payment. And and I'll give you this is this is gold right here. Due dates are for suckers. Okay. Your due date is the last possible day for you to pay your bills. So pay it before. Many times. Okay. There's nothing wrong. I, Way before. I, if you like, have the money, pay it now. For me, with where I'm at, I mean, obviously, I've got a decent credit score. I've been doing this a decade. I better, right? Um, but I never use my debit card. Ever. 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 I'll, I'll, I'll use it every once in a while to pull cash out. Yeah. But I use credit cards for everything, and every Friday when I get paid, I pay them off. There you go. I never have to worry about it. If right. you use it, pay it. Yeah. Um, and make multiple payments a month. Um, you know, once you're there, if, if credit is an issue for you, once you are financially stable, um, then you can start to do things to manipulate your situation in a good way to help you start building the buying power. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. Credit problems come from one thing and one thing only, money problems. Yeah. So get your money right. Once your money's get right, your they, money right, yeah, get it yeah, right. Um, it, it's get it right. It's get it so tight. empowering. People don't. I mean, coming from and and I ain't afraid to say it. Coming from a poor family, you oh know, for sure. Um, we were poor th- too, there man. Is, there is nothing. There is nothing more rewarding than when I go and talk to my dad now, and uh, and you know tell him about the things that we're doing and and being able to be successful. Yeah, I mean it, it's such a great feeling, you know. 15 years ago, it was, Dad, I need to borrow some money. Right. You know? I've been hey, there, too. Hey, Dad, you know anybody that could give me a job? Right. You know? So uh, the sense of accomplishment that can come from from being financially stable. And building your self-confidence from that, too. That's huge. It is. I think that it is the number. Uh, we, we're talking about money, and people have a negative connotation with that. But, no, there is so much. You can't do good for the world without it. No. You know? I know. Thoughts and prayers only go so far, right? <laughs> Facebook comments. That's yeah, about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, thumbs up, whatever. Right. You know, but g- get get your life together, people. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, just, just be conscious of your budget. Be on time. Start saving. Yeah. You do those things. And, and like I said, if there's credit issues that you need to worry about, um, once you're in that position, it will make it so much easier. Yeah. 
You don't need to worry about credit if you're 60 days past due on your car. You can't maintain your your light bills and and uh, you know all this shit's getting turned off or whatever. You're not right. who who cares about credit at that right. point? You can't you can't make that a priority. You mm-hmm. got to get those other things straight. Yeah. So when they reach that point and they want to talk to you, how do they find you? I'm all over the place. Um, <laughs> Literally right? all over. <laughs> so my my office um, is the Phoenix Group. Again, P-H-E-N-I-X. Um, you go to thephoenixgroup.com. That's our website. Okay. Um, my office number, 469-840-4583. That's a landline. Don't send me text. You'll get you'll get that after you graduate. <laughs> um, and then my email address, David R at the phoenix group.com perfect um i'm on facebook david rodriguez credit expert and that's spelled with the g and a z no q's or s's in rodriguez <laughs> um david rodriguez credit expert you can find me um are you either, on instagram yeah cool TP. when i put this out i'll put it out on all three platforms so youtube mm-hmm. facebook instagram yep. and i'll tag you in all of them and then i'll put you in the youtube show notes too like your phone number and your email address for people who want to find you at tpg credit expert Oh, uh, on Instagram. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Yeah. Cool. So, um, and I'll give you some material, whatever you need, if yeah. you want to share it. Sure. Um, but yeah, you know, I offer a free analysis, free consultation to anybody that wants one. Um, I, I'm not here just to plug myself and my business. Um, I am truly here to help. Yeah. I care. Educate. Um, yes. Yeah. And I'm more than willing to speak to anybody that is open into to having this tough conversation. Yeah. Going through this process of rebuilding credit it is never fun it is never easy and uh, i'll go ahead and say it it's never cheap but if you want it it's worth it it, and you're dedicated we will absolutely make it happen yeah you have to want this as much as we want to help you for sure thank you come on with it thanks for coming absolutely that was a really awesome episode thank you this is a blast yeah Thank you for listening to Big Girl Pants Podcast. Um, If you have any questions about this, again, all of his information will be in the show notes, um, both on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or anywhere you find your podcast. Just look in the show notes. You can find his information. And of course, as always, if you have any questions for me, please send me an email at biggirlpantspod at gmail.com or uh, send me a DM. Thank you. Bye.